I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I'm so wet. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm just floating along in the red wave. It's high noon for Thursday, November 19th, 2020. Holy moly. Sakes alive. It's a big day. If you haven't watched the press conference featuring Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and Jenna Ellis from this morning. Listen to this later and go watch that right now. It's about 90 minutes long, maybe 100 minutes long. And it is an absolute howitzer. Just destroying everything in sight, mainly the mainstream media and the narrative that there's no evidence of voter fraud. Because, of course, there's massive evidence of voter fraud and it's all over the place and it's systematic and intentional. And there is zero chance in hell that Joe Biden will ever be named president of the United States. He won't even be named president-elect, and he should probably get rid of that silly backdrop behind him that says office of the president-elect. A responsible media would be covering his campaign's reaction to the numerous crimes for which they are guilty, but they're not. Because why would they? That's going to ruin their story. And Rudy already did that. Fox News was the only outlet to cover the press conference in part, except for the new ones. And the truth is that Newsmax, OAN, and Real America's Voice are all doing journalism while CNN and MSNBC and to a lesser degree, Fox News are aiding in a coup. Joe Biden did not win the election. He did not win the popular vote. And this will be very, very clear very soon. I've said by the end of next week, could be earlier than that. But for any reasonable normal-brained person, today should be all you need to know what's coming. It was just a masterful display of most of what went wrong in this election. And by went wrong, I mean intentional malfeasance on the part of the Democrat Party the media, the tech companies, George Soros, 
and others. Sidney Powell even said the forbidden name George Soros in the press conference. Because his little grubby philanthropist fingers are touching all of it. Philanthropist should be a title that no one wants anymore. It's funny because there are so many movies where like the the noble philanthropist turns out to be the bad guy. Kind of a reflection of reality there. The headlines will be about how Rudy Giuliani had hair dye running down his face because he was sweating so profusely. As if that matters. It'll be slightly sillier than when he was set up by Borat. But it's just as meaningless because it doesn't do anything to dispute what he said. The New York Times' first response was to try to say that Sidney Powell misstated something about the Venezuelan elections as if that matters. These fact checks are meaningless. They are not disputing the major claims made because the major claims are true. And so what the media will do is try to distract with irrelevant issues, just like they have the entire time with the coronavirus, with the Russia hoax, with the bullshit impeachment, with Black Lives Matter, all of it. Giuliani discussed at length the methods and systems that were employed by the corrupt Democrats and probably some corrupt Republicans too. Sidney Powell mentioned that as well. And I've mentioned on the podcast before. I imagine that some of these career politicians on the Republican side take advantage of these same systems and they have the same payoff structures. I wouldn't be surprised at all if some of them go down with it. I've said before, Mitch McConnell could be there. Lindsey Graham could be there. That's totally possible. And if they're involved, then fuck them. Doesn't matter how well Mitch McConnell runs the Senate. Doesn't matter how well Lindsey Graham questions witnesses like Andrew McCabe or James Comey. We can find somebody else for that. In fact, we already have better people there like Josh Hawley and Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and Senator Kennedy and Blackburn. People who take their jobs seriously and actually want to get to the bottom of these things. You think the tech companies aren't paying off politicians? They're not making their lives easier or blackmailing them with the mountains of data and the personal secrets that they have surely been able to unearth. And speaking of the tech companies, Instagram released a notice to update their terms of service today. And it says specifically that if you continue to use the service after December 20th, then you have agreed to their terms of service. 
They've also made it clear in the same terms of service that if you have ever been, if your account has ever been disabled for violating their policies, then you do not fit the qualifications of people who can use Instagram according to the new terms of service. So what I imagine is people like me who have had our accounts improperly disabled will be up for deletion if we continue to have our accounts active after December 20th. And they also stipulate that if you keep your account going after December 20th, that you are no longer allowed to join any future class action lawsuit. And it's interesting that they mention that because, of course, they know that class action lawsuits will be coming. And of course they know that. They have done terrible anti-American things to influence the outcome of an American election and cover up actual crimes against America like the ones committed by Joe and Hunter Biden. Now, why would they have done all those things? Well, because they thought it would work. They did not think that these lawsuits would come up, that the fraud would be exposed, and that Donald Trump would return as president. And so they had no problem breaking all these laws because they knew they were protected. But they're not protected with Donald Trump in office. And so as it stands right now, I am planning to delete my Instagram account on December 19th. So one more month and I will try to push as many people from that platform onto Parler. And if a new photo app comes up someday that's not owned by Facebook, maybe I'll join that. But we're all lying to ourselves about how much we need these platforms. We don't need them. If you are an influencer on Instagram, then you should know already that your livelihood is at stake all the time at their whim. And you're putting that kind of faith in them because you think you need it. And some people might very well need it. And if you want to continue going on with that platform, that's your choice. I'm not going to do that because one, I'm not going to forego my right to join a class action lawsuit against them. And two, these are the shadiest companies on earth. And it's time we just all accept that. There's a part of us that knows how bad these platforms have become and how bad these companies are and how corrupt they are. But we continue on with them anyway because we think we need them or it's a habit or we're addicted to them. And we always imagine that Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg are these masterful geniuses. But is that really true? 
I mean, on some technical level, for sure, they're obviously very capable at what they're doing. But the thing is, I've been thinking about this, like we don't really know when more powerful forces started aligning with these companies. Do any of us know that Facebook hasn't been operating intimately with, for instance, the CIA for the last 10 years? I don't know that. Do we know that these platforms weren't designed and built the way they are for these very purposes so that they could spy on us and control us? I mean, I know that this is sounding a little out there. I understand that. But it's worth thinking about. And I'm not saying I can prove this. I'm saying that watching their testimony, seeing what Josh Hawley exposed about the interconnectedness of Facebook, Google, and Twitter, and how they monitor people's accounts and people's behavior through Centra and other tools, why would any of us be confident allowing these companies to watch us essentially live our lives? You think Facebook doesn't know who your boyfriend or girlfriend is, who you've slept with, where you've had dinner, when you went out of town. I think I've talked about this example before, but I have a friend who's a, uh, who's a data marketing guy. And he told me that they can predict with 95% accuracy, who's going to get divorced in the next year just based on behavior patterns that they can track. They actually know who's going to be divorced before the people do. Think about that. I know we all have illusions about free will, but this goes beyond that. It understands your behavior better than you do. If that makes you feel safe, (laughs) then you scare me. How about that? So once again, I'll just encourage everybody to follow the parlor account at I'm your moderator. Because the Instagram thing is going down. And we don't need that. We really don't. The only value that Instagram provides is the community of people paying attention to your shit. And the truth is a lot of those people aren't paying attention to your shit anyway. Like 10% engagement is really good on Instagram. So what are the other 90% doing? I mean, maybe three times that many are even seeing your content to begin with. I know for a fact they're hiding mine from people. People contact me all the time that my stories don't pop up anymore or that they can't share my posts. Am I going to roll over and 
curl up into a fetal ball and die weeping because Instagram doesn't like me? No. I'm going to quit Instagram. I will just find a new way like this podcast or parlor. And you have to assume that in a free market system, competitors will rise and take over. And this is how big companies go down through corruption and abuse and the exploitation of their own customers. But of course, we're really not their customers. We're their product. We are Mark Zuckerberg's product. Our attention and our data is what he sells to companies, to intelligence agencies. Do we know that he's not doing that? Do we know that there's not some partnership there arranged through the obviously corrupt parts of our government? Again, I don't know that. And I no longer feel confident that there is anyone at any of these companies operating in good faith. And we can see it from their CEOs down. Watch the testimony from the other day with Zuckerberg and Dorsey. It's embarrassing. They stayed home. They testified via the internet rather than just showing up in Washington. And I'm sure that their screens were lighting up with messages from their attorneys the entire time and their tech teams and whoever else respond like this, respond like this. Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. He says, Senator at the beginning of every answer, like just answer dude. Switching gears. So yesterday I was talking about how the county commissioners in Wayne County, Michigan, were bullied and harassed and threatened into saying that they would give their certification for the vote there upon a comprehensive audit, which the secretary of state then basically said she's not going to do. And those county commissioners got themselves a little courage and they went ahead and rescinded their certification. Now, the state is trying to prevent them from being allowed to do that. But this is kind of a putting the toothpaste back in the tube scenario. There are obvious problems with the votes as they've been recorded in Wayne County. And so if they try to push this certification through, it's still going to get stopped eventually. I've said before on here that not only did Donald Trump win enough of these states, he won all of these states. And we will find that. I said on November 5th, two days after the election that I didn't believe that Democrats would allow a full audit anywhere because all of their fraud will be exposed. 
They overplayed their hand once again. And that's what's going to happen now. Jim Jordan and another congressman, I can't recall his name right off the bat, but they're now calling for a nationwide audit, which is exactly what should happen and exactly what I called for the day after the election. Not because I'm a sore loser, but because I've been covering the potential for voter fraud for six months on this podcast. And I was like, sweet. Let's roll. Would I have loved to see Trump win that night so that we could have celebrated? Yeah, that would have been fun. I wanted to go on Instagram live just singing. We are the champions and shit. But that didn't happen. And we've had a few bad days. We get a little disheartened. But everything's just fine. And this is better. Like that's the real important part. To remember, this is better. Why is this better? Because this is what can fix the country. Restoring people's ability to vote and have their votes count is the most important possible thing for a democracy or a republic. Nothing could matter for our future more than knowing our votes count. The truth is that Democrats may not win another election for a generation. And I'm talking about anywhere. Because all of them will be tainted by this. And again, I said that shit in April. That's not even touching the COVID part of this because the COVID part is equally crazy. I posted a video on my personal Instagram today. You can check it out there of a zoom call in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where a world-class pathologist explained in full all the shit I've been saying since April about how this response is ridiculous, about how you cannot contain viral spread with any of these measures whatsoever, that masks do not work at all, that lockdowns do not work at all, and that the cost of all of this in terms of prosperity and human suffering are far, far, far too high. This was not an attempt in good faith to save lives. We're all adults. We can admit this. We can see it with our own eyes. We can think about it and know it's true. They were never trying to save lives. They were only trying to bring down the president and destroy our economies so that a new social order could come to be. You can hear Justin Trudeau talk about it. The cover of Time featured the Great Reset. You can look at what Jeffrey Sachs has been doing for the last decade or so with George Soros and the Vatican. 
I know this sounds like a big web of things, but that's actually what the world is. And if you understand the web, then everything actually makes complete sense. And it can all be proven through open sources. This isn't some secret dark corner of the internet shit. You can come to these conclusions by following the evidence. And that, of course, is what everyone does. And again, not to repeat myself, but our pure information stream in the free marketplace of ideas is superior in every single way to the formal media. Because there are millions of smart people presenting possibilities and the best ones rise to the top. The ones that are most provable rise to the top and people scrutinize these ideas and they argue with these ideas. And so you can see the research as it happens. You can follow along with it. You can know all of this stuff. Again, that's why I make the predictions in the first place. I'm not trying to just sound irresponsible. And I'm not trying to sound like a a, a fucking wizard. It's so that you can see this information is available and was always available to you. You can find it on your own, just like I find it on my own. And so we now have a scenario where you can listen to this pathologist tell you about COVID. You can read the uh, Great Barrington Proclamation. You can read the Danish study that came out yesterday, finally, after months of being stalled by the journals. That says not only do masks not work, but there is potential for harm. That's my dog. I'm not sure if I have any commie masky listeners, but if I do, hey, commies and maskies, you need to start thinking for yourself. You know, how long are you going to continue believing the things you read and see in the mainstream media and on your social media platforms? Don't you care more about how your life ends up? I mean, I suppose not because they're commonly the most privileged people in the world. It literally doesn't matter what decision they make. Family money will pay for it. If their kids' schools are closed, they'll just send them to private school. While millions of actually disadvantaged people suffer, but that's no concern of theirs because they're maskies and commies and they think that they will end up at the top of the food chain in our new communist society rather than at the bottom. So why would they worry? Why would they think for themselves? It's easier not to. I took a little break in the middle of this recording and just saw a message that accounts had already been deleted for posting 
Instagram's own terms of service, which I, of course, have done. So maybe I'll get deleted, too. If I do, no big deal. Already screenshotted all the terms of service. Happy to send them to whoever wants them. It's odd because you would think everyone would get that notice, but no. Is it only the accounts that got disabled at some point who are getting this notice so that they can't join the class action lawsuit that will surely happen? Remember that show like win Ben Stein's money? I'm going to win Mark Zuckerberg's money and I'm going to win Jack Dorsey's money. And it's going to be great. And then I'll just spend it on putting up billboards, making fun of Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. I'll just have their mug shots on the billboard and say this billboard courtesy of these assholes. And it's going to say assholes in all the letters. They don't get to uh, put an asterisk in anywhere. I'm going to put it right up on like uh, the Sunset Strip so everyone sees it. And then maybe one in Times Square. And I'll have both of their faces in uh, in masks, but not like the normal masks that maskies wear. It's going to be like the uh, the full on muzzle, no biting mask that Hannibal Lecter has to wear. No biting, no biting, no touching. <laughs> Fucking Arrested Development. If you don't watch Arrested Development, you really, really should. It's like one of the funniest shows of all time. And then I just want to say one other thing about how big our movement is and how little they're able to stop us. So Maisie Hirono and countless media sources continue to proclaim that there is no discrimination against conservative accounts and conservative viewpoints on the tech platforms. And to prove it, they say, look at the top rated pages, the top performing pages. They're all conservative pages. So therefore, we're not actually suppressing their content. Now, that's a logical fallacy because it's entirely possible that they are suppressing their content And it's still the most popular content. And I would suggest to you that that's exactly what's happening. Conservative content is number one on those platforms and number one through 10 and practically number one through 20. Because there are that many people who want to read and consume that content, even through the suppression that we can obviously see Twitter basically deletes any account that Trump retweets at this point. And Facebook's going to take down a ton of shit. Eventually. They're attacking my Instagram. I have, at the time, I only had like 12 or 13,000 followers. And then I made that video uh, when they quote unquote, called the race for Biden. 
And then Tommy Vex and a bunch of other people reposted it. And so I got a bunch of new followers, which is awesome. And welcome to the brief time you get to follow me on Instagram. But I didn't have that many followers and they went after me. If you don't think that they're trying to suppress Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro and even Fox News, you're crazy. You know they are. You can see that they are. And their only argument to claim that they aren't is to say that the sites still perform really well. Well, good. Just think of how much better they'd be if they weren't suppressing it. And again, realize how big the movement is. However big it seems, it is much bigger than that. We have already seen that the silent majority is real. I wonder when the media will admit it. Donald Trump, even by their bullshit numbers that they have published now, still got well more than 70 million votes. But we don't talk about it, most of us, because we're intimidated and we've been bullied into silence just for expressing alternative points of view. That's oppression. We do not have to live like this. You do not have to be silent. Have some faith that there are enough people out there who will get your back. And that's exactly what happened with those county commissioners in Wayne County, Michigan. You think the Trump campaign didn't come to their defense? You think conservative media outlets didn't come to their defense? And by the way, I know we're all conditioned to hate Steve Bannon. But you should also make Steve Bannon's war room part of your daily media intake. You will learn infinitely more there than you could possibly learn watching CNN for an entire week. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up 
on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!